Long ago, in a recording studio far, far away, two bald dudes and a redhead joined forces to discuss movies and actors and directors and give their unadulterated opinions about these things. It's terrible! Special Star Wars edition. In case you couldn't tell, I am Shrian Phoenix and I'll be your host for the evening. Oh shit, I thought we were talking about Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, Darth Leia. <laughs> Darth, Darth Haley. Yeah, she's a, she's a, she's the silliest. <laughs> I am your Sith Lord. She's a Sith Lord is what I was trying to say. Sith Lady. <laughs> And I'm Eric, your Star Wars fan in residence. Are you a real Star Wars fan? I am. Oh, oh no. shit. Is that why we're doing an episode for this? Oh, oh no, I feel come bad. on. I feel bad about all the shit I said. All right. Well, <laughs> I think that brings up a good point. Let's talk about how we feel about Star Wars as a whole before we get into Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Which hint, it's not. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, here's a, a caveat. There is a lot of spoilers in this. The whole thing will be spoilers. This is very this important is for the Star Wars Legion. This is like the onion that you find in the back of the fridge that you cut up like a couple months ago. You thought you were going to use, and now it's just totally spoiled to the core. This is like... <laughs> This is like like a rich kid from the Hamptons on Christmas morning. From the Hamptons, who's got like a place in Bel Air and like lives in the pool house, even though he's like 15. He's just a total shit. Spoiled to the core. It's like one of those super fast cars they have on the back of the trunk that like they modify and put the spoiler on. Dude. That kind. Yeah. (laughs) That you can fucking hang your clothes on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers alert. Spoilers. (laughs) Alert. How do we feel about... So, I grew up in the late 70s, early 80s. Excuse me? (laughs) Excuse me? I mean, I was born in the late 70s. And Star Wars... The first Star Wars came out when I was alive. I didn't see it in the theaters. Actually, the first Star Wars I saw was... Because you were zero years old? uh, Yeah, right around there. (laughs) The first one I saw in the theaters was Return of the Jedi. 83. Yeah, many years later. But... I did see Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars on video, and it was like, as a kid, just so awesome. It was one of those things that inspired my imagination, and everyone had action figures, and everyone talked about it. It was the thing. So I come from a place where I kind of bleed it and know it and love it, and subsequently, the second third of movies, or or three movies, while everyone roasted them quite a bit, (laughs) and they weren't great, I will say that. I did have some affinity towards them. I liked them in a lot of ways. I thought Mm. some effects. Some of the things were great, but I was going to like it anyway. I had to like it because it's a part of the canon of Star Wars. So it's not like I was going to be super critical. And then the last couple ones I've enjoyed too, but I definitely have some critique too, but that's where I come from. Okay. Well, I enjoy more than anything because of the recent years and even, you know, the prequels. I enjoy the fandom of movies. I opening day is where I want to see a movie. I want to see it the first showing where everybody's at and they're just hyped up. The feeling is so different. It's electric, right? So anyway, this is why I like Star Wars. 
because of the fandom around it. The movies themselves, they're okay. I mean, I own 1,100 movies, and I don't own them. It's just not, I don't know, it's not my thing. I enjoy some of them, but... Which is so funny, because you like the big blockbuster, you like the big summer movies, you like the big splashy special effects and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I would be just as likely to go see a new Twilight movie as I would a Star Wars. Just wow. the fandom. The deflation that I just <laughs> I know. I did that. It was a little bit Use of a... Use a little discretion, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't take it back. I like Star Wars. It's fine. <laughs> Don't hold back. You, you say as you sip your tea. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. I'm not mad. Well... <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! No, yes! no, no, no. No, we're not going to do that. Don't... You guys... See? She's mad. <laughs> no, I'm not mad, but when you say, when you keep goading me, that makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> so really I think my girlfriend feels the same way you do <laughs> most of the time. All women do, you jackass. Okay. Okay. Tell us about Star Wars. So, back to Star Wars. I mean, what? Star Wars. I've seen the originals. They're good. I like them. Obviously, they came out before I was alive. Mm-hmm. And so, when I was a kid, it's when those Prequel episode one, yeah. and th- one, two, and three came out. Yeah. And, you know, as a kid watching those, they didn't seem bad. I was going because I had an older brother and a dad, and my mom would like to take me and my brother to movies like that when we were kids. So we went to, I think, the midnight showing of episode one. Whoa. And so as a kid, I liked them. They were fine. Um, And then when I got a little bit older, I was like, oh, no, they're not Awesome. Were your dad and brother like big Star Wars fans, or were they like no, pretty much I see, like No, I don't you? think so. Like, I think they just want to see the. I think my brother liked him, you know, because like the episode one, two, and three, because you know he was a little boy when those came out. He thought it was cool, and like mm-hmm. oh, I'd say like Darth mm-hmm. Maul. He was just like yeah, karate, like I, you mm-hmm. know yeah, um, yeah, same. And I'm sure my dad liked the originals, but I think because two of them came out in the '80s. And mm-hmm. he didn't consume a lot of media in the 80s. He was, yeah, I'm not into the 80s. He was consuming <laughs> He, like, didn't watch TV or, and... like, see a lot of movies in the 80s. He was married and had kids, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to work. You know, I don't know. So, <laughs> and then with this hash of new, new ones, I think they're better than episode one, two, and three. But coming from a critical point of view, they could be better. Sure. I mean, they have some room for improvement, for sure. I would agree as well. But and I, it's like it's such, I, a, but I will it's say, such a huge, culturally iconic franchise yeah. that I feel like at certain points it's going to be very polarizing, and I think it could mm-hmm. be a generational thing. Like I'm like you, I enjoy the fandom, and I think the original Star Wars, like yeah, that was fucking amazing for the late '70s, and yep. what a cool thing, and. I'm sure people who had that when it first came out, like, it's a part of them and they want to see that keep going, whereas I wish it would stop going. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 hurt. that's, that's hurtful. hurtful. It hurts to me. My heart. I thought I really, this was going to be was the excited. last Jedi, and no. it ain't. Okay. There are more. There's one more after this in the main nine. I mean, I enjoyed it. I was looking forward to it. I did enjoy it. I will have some commentary later where I wish certain things could be different yeah. in general. But I thought it was very entertaining. And do, you, do you have a synopsis for us? I would, if you guys want to hear a quick Give synopsis, synopsis. I'm going to go through it very quickly. There's a lot of information. If you have not <laughs> seen the movie, you can. if you've not seen the movie, please fast forward. And tell, we'll, us, tell us about, real quick, do, do the writer and the director and stuff. 
<laughs> it was written and directed by Ryan Johnson and acted by a great cast. <laughs> was it? Okay. All right. Here is the plot. The rebels, or the resistance, is escaping the First Order vessels. And as they're escaping, Poe Dameron, a flyboy, attacks them very, very uh, wickedly. And it was a very costly attack, but does a lot of damage. Bombers hit a lot of things. The First Order retaliates and actually attacks the bridge. Leah gets blasted out into space, which then she uses the Force to bring herself back into a... Uh, pressurized area and survives. Um, at that point, Vice Admiral Holdo is left in charge. That's Laura Dern. And we'll talk about her later. Fun cameo. Um, meanwhile, Ray and Chewie and R2 go to find Luke. Luke refuses to join the rebellion again because he feels he's failed the training of Ben Solo, who's now Kylo Ren. During this time, Ray and Kylo Ren are actually communicating telepathically, which I think is pretty interesting. And just the facts. Yeah. <laughs> just Give your opinions to yourself right now. <laughs> So, but Ray then actually leaves, leaves Luke behind, says, you know, doesn't think he's going to come, and goes to actually save or turn Kylo Ren. And then Luke and, and Yoda, as a phantasmal force creature, burn down the tree of the temple. Meanwhile, back at the ships, the Vice Admiral plans to evacuate secretly to a planet nearby, which is an old rebel base. Crate, I think, is the name of it. Poe, who's this risky guy, tries to incite a mutiny and basically takes control of the ship so that Finn and Rose and BB-8 can go get a code breaker from this one planet, uh, Canto Bite, and then go back to the, the main ship and disable the tracking so that they can all jump into hyperspace and get the hell out of there. But... When they go, Finn, Rose, and BB-8, to this gambling planet, they get caught and they get held, meet this master codebreaker who breaks them out of jail and eventually, after they take a horse ride, takes them away. I don't think that um, was a horse. <laughs> it was like this weird horse creature. Anyway, they, they get actually caught uh, because DJ, this guy who breaks them out, Benicio Del Toro, actually turns on them. But then BB-8 blasts them out with this sweet... Uh, I don't know those Walker things. He jumps in one of those. AT-AT. Um, well, it wasn't that. It wasn't the Adats or the Imperial Walkers. Those are the big ones. It was the um, little ones. Yeah, I okay. forgot those are called. No, you're right. I'm um, sorry. But meanwhile, so then Ray gives herself to the First Order, meets Kylo Ren and Snoke, that nasty leader. Snoke wants Kylo Ren to kill Ray and says he was the one that brought them together and blah 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 blah. But Kylo Ren then kills Snoke in a pretty amazing way where he turns the lightsaber, cuts him in half, and then he and Ray kill all the guards and he wants Ray to join him to rule the galaxy. And Ray says, No way, bro. <laughs> and in all this confusion, bust out. So Leia, she recovers, takes back the ship from Poe, the evacuation starts beginning. And so they start evacuating this planet, all these ships, but somehow DJ alerts the First Order that they're escaping and they start firing the ships and all these ships just totally blown away one after the other it's pretty heartbreaking um, and at this point everyone's off the ship except Vice Admiral Holdo Laura Dern who turns back the ship towards the Supremacy the First Order ship and it light speed rams them and just crashes the ship blows up all the other Star Destroyers it was a pretty amazing scene it all goes silent at that moment and then everyone rendezvous a crate which has salt that turns red when you just Disturb it anyway. There's where the adats come, and small rebel craft try to fight it. It's not looking good until Luke Skywalker comes. He just walks out in the middle of the field and is like, "Let's do this!" And they fire a billion lasers at him, but he walks right out. And then Kylo Ren comes. They have a lightsaber battle. Kylo Ren cuts him, 
doesn't hit him. Whoa, that's crazy. We realize that Luke Skywalker is still on the island and just projecting himself from the phantasmal force. It's pretty wild. That was a pretty cool part of the movie. Then everyone escapes, and Luke basically just peacefully dies. I don't know if he tries to die. I don't know. He just goes away. The rebels <laughs> escape, and they're off. The last scene we see is this little kid on that planet, Canto Bite, the gambling planet. He's a little state boy, just grabs a broom with the force, and as he's looking up at the stars, sweeps away, and we know the future is bright for the rebellion. There are other force creatures out there ready to join. The end. You know what? I changed my mind. I'd like the five-minute synopsis. <laughs> you Could know, you keep going? I don't know that that was detailed enough. We <laughs> talked about how much of a synopsis Eric was he gave allowed, us some allowed options. to give. He said a two-minute, a three-minute, or a five-minute. And I'm glad that you gave your input on... You should on, have given us a ten-minute option because... Listen, I really enjoyed it. I just want to say... Too. I did, too. Your excitement not, is palpable. Separate from the movie, I enjoyed your synopsis because Way it really... Way more than the movie itself. Maybe. Debatable. <laughs> but I really enjoyed how much of a little kid you just became. Just, it was so cool. So, oh! Yeah. It was fun. I got, I got excited. Because there yeah. were some really cool scenes. I wish I could describe anything or get excited about anything in life as much as you just did describing the plot of a movie. Wow. Thank you. It wasn't a movie. It was Star Wars. It was <laughs> bigger than a movie. It I was a cultural sensation. It's a phenomena, really. Phenomena. What was your favorite part? I liked the scene where Kylo Ren kills Snoke and he turns that lightsaber. It was a pretty sweet scene. Mm -hmm. And basically, you think he's like, I have to do what I have to do. And you think he's going to, you know, kill Rey, but he doesn't. He kills the Supreme Chancellor. Did Supreme you not leader. expect that? No, I guess I did. Oh, okay. I did expect that. The way it was But the way about he did it was cool. I thought the way okay. he was good. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, I mean, that's... Well, I don't know. you know, let's, let's, since we're on that scene, I think that's a, a good scene to talk about. I felt pretty conflicted about that particular way that they killed this guy that they've been leading into. Did this... you lose sleep over it? No. But what I'm saying is, this guy, I don't know if you know this, but Snook was actually behind the main bad guy in the main series. Emperor Palpatine, he trained Palpatine. So like Yeah, he this, did say that. He did say that. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. guy has been around since the beginning of the entire series. So where he been? Been doing his evil shit someplace. I don't know. Sitting on a stool looking like what's his face from Beowulf? <laughs> yes, exactly. He looks so, like, what's his name? Greg his, Grendel? What? Yeah. Air Grendel. 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 I think Grendel's something Grindel. different. Anyway, so the thing that made me conflicted about it is because there's so much history and mystery and power behind this guy that we don't really get to see it. And mm. I was a little disappointed yeah, by that. I hear you. Now, I also wanted there to be this badass fight where we got to see those and that, you know, good triumphs evil and this clash. I wanted to see the clash, okay? But I saw it twice, and in between the two times that I saw it, I watched some reviews of IGN doing their thoughts on it, and they said that Snook is so powerful that it wouldn't have even made sense yeah. to do a fight scene. I, I and agree. seeing it the second time, I felt a lot more peaceful about that. Okay. That I did. It was. A I did. It had to be a surprise attack. Yeah. So Which he should have known because he can read people's minds and do whatever. He should have known that was happening. But Kylo Ren was able to mask his mind for no. just five seconds. No. Enough. No. Because I paid attention oh. the second time. 
because of the very specific words that he said. He can sense his every intent. He was going to turn on the lightsaber and strike down his true enemy. Those are the words he said. His every intent. So he was seeing the intents that were coming, but he didn't know it was toward him. He didn't see Still. himself as the bad Semantics. guy to Kylo. I mean, Still, you should. I mean, if you're this a master <coughs> Sith Lord, you should probably see that. But they're not known for I seeing the future. I, I've never known that to be a force power in the movies that I've seen. Or no, that's, that's actually true. But Snoke is some supreme leader, <laughs> big time. Any thoughts on this? <laughs> Yes, several. <laughs> Just like in general or... About the scene or... And then, oh, about that scene. Yeah. I liked it. I like a good badass fight scene. So those parts I did enjoy. You know, when <laughs> What's-Her-Face is fighting with What's-His-Balls. <laughs> you know, and then she fights that other guy. It was great. <laughs> you mean Ray <laughs> and Keller <laughs> in. Like I said, I like a badass fight scene. So that one was it cool. Led in, when, it led when, into a badass when, fight. Yeah, scene. when he turns the thing, kills Grendel, and then the two of them <laughs> fight off those red ninjas. Like, that yeah. was cool. My main problem with the film was the script, because in every single scene, they explained in excruciating detail exactly what they were doing and thinking and saying. Like, they left mm -hmm. nothing to subtext. Yeah. It was so on the nose, and so we're going to explain every fucking thing that's going on every fucking second. You gotta shut the goddamn hell up and just let me see all the cool stuff you're going to do. You know, give your audience, play to their higher intelligence, yeah. you know? So it's just like, I know what he's doing. He's stalling. There's a way we can get out the back. And I'm like, shut the hell up. Just go do that. Don't stand there talking about right. it. I think I think it had to be for the common denominator of younger audiences. Well, because that's to what I was fair, though, I'm like. they haven't done that in the past. Because I'm sitting there and I'm like, who is well, this movie for? Because I think it's for everybody, but like it's for Star Wars fans. They're explaining everything like it's for kids. Well, PG-13. This was PG-13? I ain't no kid. Damn. Why? You think it should be well, I mean, I just... No, I thought it I thought it was PG. But yeah, I it thought was that, just that, like... That was a lot of... It was just so much talking, and then everybody would just, like, show up out of nowhere at, like, an opportune moment. For being two hours and 32 minutes, yeah, now that you bring that up, I am a little surprised at how on the nose it was. Yeah, just we're, every little thing. They were on the on the nose. What with with the dialogue of like, I have this to say. Yeah, cut to another and like, scene. Finn and, and like, Rose running around doing all that stuff, explaining their every thought and every move and everything they're gonna do. It's just like just fucking do it. Show me, don't tell me. That's yeah. screenwriting one hundred and one. They did say Ryan some stuff Johnson. like that. They did say that. <laughs> like, oh, you're leaving with a pack in the escape pod. Like, mm, that's interesting. Like, Rose says that. It's like, huh, yeah, you don't have to say that. I agree. I agree. There yeah, was it was a little so literal. They didn't have to say. So what was your favorite part, then? My favorite part is when Laura Dern turns the ship around yeah. and goes full light speed into the other ship. Breathtaking. And I don't, okay, so beautiful. For me, I don't know if this ruined it or made it better, but in that scene when she does that and it's like the slow-mo and the ship is splitting and Holy it goes shit. silent... Yeah. There was a girl in my theater that was like, damn, girl. Like, she yelled that out in the silence. And I'm like, that's funny, but also you ruined, like, the most spectacular moment of the film. 
Yeah. So I have mixed feelings about that. I would have felt crushed if I saw that. If, she, if, if you were it, in the theater and someone was like, yeah. damn, girl. Because then everybody in the theater laughed. And I was like, that's not a funny moment, you know? And yeah. I'm all for, like, yeah. laughing yeah. at this shit. Is a big, this, this is a big thing I'm hearing from you. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So that was a cool-ass moment. Did you say it? It was me. <laughs> <laughs> My other personality. Uh, Hillary. <laughs> what, was, what, what was your favorite scene? The first two hours were pretty bad. <laughs> Okay. I really loved the last half hour. I mean, basically starting from that scene, I yeah. it really took my my breath away. Seeing that, I mean, just what a cool idea initially. Yeah. You don't see that coming, and then you know they rip through it, and it's just it. I mean, it takes your breath away. It's beautiful, yeah. stunning. The way that the the visuals change from everything else in the movie, and the salt planet was very beautiful. That was awesome. The red speeders. The yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the red. When you crush the salts yeah. on that planet, they turn red. I don't yeah. know why. It's just okay. A, well, salt, like, salt can be all sorts of colors. I mean, I have uh, a yellowish right. orange salt lamp right over there. True, but <laughs> it usually would be red if it's red, and not like have to be activated to be red because the planet looked white. Because no, when no. that guy stepped on it and he left a red footprint, I thought he was like bleeding, and then the guy no, in the trench like goes to taste it, and he's like, "Eh, salt," and I'm like, "So wait, that guy's got salty blood? Like what?" No, no, I'm saying that like I think that it was like a, a different layer of salt over it. You know how, like, in fall, the leaves come down and there's, like, grass. You're saying the red was the salt and the stuff over it was not salt? No, no, I'm saying the stuff or on top of it salt was, it, was salt. a different salt. There's different there's layers like of colored salt. different seasons of salt. Interesting. Uh, maybe, maybe. Like those, like, sand craft things you can get at Michael's where you do the different color sands and make mm-hmm. a yeah, yeah. cake of sand. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, and then you put the googly exactly eyes on like it. exactly like that. The googly eyes. That's possible. <laughs> the, the googly eyes, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, but that scene when they, when they took the old... Rebel speeders that were kind of junky things and nowhere near going to like have any effect on yeah. these Imperial walkers, much less that huge gun. And by the way, Rose should not have tried to stop Finn from committing suicide running into the laser. That could have cost the whole rebellion. She sucked. She sucked so bad. Uh, I mean, I kind of liked her character. Fun a, addition, but like, I'm with you. Oh, so <laughs> frustrating. It could have been... Very problematic. I saved you because I, I mean, love you. We're not going to win this by killing ourselves. We're going to do this by saving ourselves. <laughs> I, I feel <laughs> like this is the, like the yeah. most Close, yeah. beautiful Star Wars movie. Especially. Visually. visually yeah. Especially. But like actor-wise. No. <laughs> Emotionally, it was beautiful. Because I don't <laughs> no, think I it mean, gets more beautiful than the, Hayden Christensen. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Dreamboat. That man can act his way out of a bag. <laughs> I um, will be the best Jedi ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, but as the Millennium Falcon is like flying through the planet, we're seeing those ice caverns, not ice, salt. Salt. Caverns. <laughs> yeah, but okay, if it wasn't, if there wasn't some ice component, what was up with the icicle foxes? Were those There's salt, crystal fault. Salty foxes? Band name, I call it. Silver foxes. <laughs> Get out. Okay. <laughs> I think it was Crystal. Anyway. Yeah. I just thought it was, I, it was just what? very beautiful. Crystal Foxes. Just Crystal? Crystal? Just Crystal. Foxes. No, I know they're Foxes. But just Crystal? What kind of Crystal? <laughs> Salt Crystal Foxes. Okay. I don't know what you want from me. Harsh. <laughs> uh, I know you've studied geology. Tell me these things. 
You did? I don't even know. Nope. <laughs> I don't know who this is. I don't know where she came from. I know from. you didn't. I was like, this is nudes to me. N- nudes? <laughs> Everything's nudes to you, you pervert. to me. Sounds like a line from All right. room. Let me explain where I feel the Star Wars franchise is bothering me. Go. It's getting very formulaic. There's always some mm. space endeavor, and they always have to go to a place, a first place to do something, and then they have to go to a second planet place in order to <laughs> unlock something or disable something, like a shield or get a thing, or what, in order to help the people in space either go through something, break through something, and whether it's in Return of Jedi when they're disabling the shield down on the Endor, whether it's actually Rogue One, if you want to go there, where they're, they're really having t- <laughs> talking about like disabling that thing down from a little beach planet. Whatever it is, it's it, it's becoming kind of like that. And there's always a big gun that's going to blast either a huge planet or something through a door, or this or that. This Millennium Falcon always saves the day, and there's always like some big Jedi lightsaber scene, which is pretty sweet, but it's always, I don't know, it feels very formulaic. It's getting kind of cookie cutter. I wish they would come up with a little bit different twist. Whereas I agree with you, I feel like this film went against the grain with that same thing. Tell me more. One of the things that I was reading about, which, I mean, because I'm not a Star Wars fan, so i got to figure this out. Everybody, every Jedi, loses a limb in the second of the three. Hayden Christensen lost his arm in the second one. Luke lost his arm in the fifth one. And then, so Rey was technically supposed to lose a limb. That was one of the tropes that we're talking about for the Star Wars films. And it didn't happen. <laughs> well, they really bucked it. You're right. What am I yeah. saying? No, no, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying like... Up. She didn't lose a limb. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm no. saying that a lot of the <laughs> things that go into that bubble were kind of yeah. gone against. I feel like Ryan Johnson knows about this and was conflicted about it. Because the movie was good, but it was also pretty bad. I mean, I've been hearing about the divide of yeah. not only like half of the audience saying it's great and half the audience saying it sucks, but also the people in the middle who are like, no, it's both. It sucks, but it's good, and here's why. So I'm saying that you're right, that a lot of this stuff does keep cycling, and it's you know just regurgitated. Yeah. But I'm saying that a lot of the stuff that is typically regurgitated wasn't in this I agree. They did some new things. And for that, I really enjoyed it. I think one thing they did with this one that's new for the franchise is they tried to make it funny, and I have mixed feelings about that. (sighs) You know what? I totally agree with you. They put in a lot of jokes, and so it's like... Way, way too funny. Yeah, they put in a lot of jokes. Well, I appreciate jokes, and I'm not saying, like, don't mess with the formula, because, like, I don't fucking care, but... Well, a lot of them have had comedic asks. They have, com- they have comedic points, but I felt, felt like so this one really tried to write in more comedic points. And, like, felt, sometimes it was... It felt a little forced. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I mean, like, the first, the very first moment they try to be funny is in the beginning when... What's his name? Poe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron, he goes on that attack and he calls the bad guy <laughs> and then he pretends he can't hear him. Yeah, that was pretty so I'm like, funny oh. but stupid. I was like, so that's new. They threw in a joke. Ha ha ha. But then they kept making jokes the, throughout the yeah, thing and I'm like, yeah. 
I know that, yeah, the other movies have funny moments, Mm -hmm. but not so overt and not so many. I think kind of what the difference was between this movie and especially the last movie was that J.J. Abrams Mm. set a really good tone to it where it was very serious. There was a lot of real stuff that they were dealing with, but there was some lighthearted moments to it. And then Ryan Johnson looked at this picture that he had set up and was like, yeah, I'm just going to make it bigger, more funny, Mm -hmm. bigger stuff. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work out. Like, you aren't being Ryan Johnson, the director. You're being Ryan Johnson trying to be J.J. Abrams. He turned the shit out of the Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and to your point, like, I think he chose important, serious moments to put the funniness in. Like when you when you have this big huge attack that people are dying in, and you're making jokes at that time, it just doesn't feel like the right time yeah. to make levity. But there are times, whether it's R two or C three PO or whatever or the Ewoks, there, there's always been some levity. But those moments are down times. There's yeah. like moments to sort of build up, take a breath. Not in the middle of a battle scene. I think that was misplaced. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah, I agree with you. One thing that surprised me, I guess I wasn't expecting to see Carrie Fisher in this one. Let's talk about that. They must have filmed... I mean, they, t- they like, clearly filmed all of it really, really early because she died yeah. over a year ago, right? Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because I know post-production is a huge part of it. Yeah, they especially filmed probably like this, yeah. three, four, heavily. five months. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I didn't realize they filmed all of that before she passed The thing away. that was weird... So it's nice to see her. Yeah, yeah, the thing that was weird about what you were saying is that it felt like the script was leading into her dying yes. several different times. Yes. And then at the end, there was really no send-off to say, like, she's not going to be in the next movie. No. So that was really strange. They but had so many opportunities. About it that way. So many opportunities. To kill her. To did. kill her in order to have an easy transition. I mean, yeah. obviously they have Well, maybe they something. already filmed a part where she died. No, they said that she's not going to be in the next movie at all. Oh, so they're just going to explain it in some dumb way? Yeah, mm. which is strange. Let's... Uh, okay, I feel like at one point, though, they... I don't remember which movie it was in, but she was clearly sort of CGI'd. Oh, yeah, that was Rogue One. But she was, she, was, she was younger. Yeah, she was supposed to be a lot younger. When she was getting the plans from the Death Star, when she had her buns and her white dress, when she was like, uh, very, I very sad, those they buns. I when she was older, but... Because I'm just like, are they... Because when I first saw... Or I think she turned around and you see her face, and I saw her, I was like, oh my God, did they CGI Carrie Fisher uh, into this whole movie? I was like, please, God, no. And then she turns around and it's her, and I'm like, holy shit, okay. So they filmed this yeah, a while yeah. ago. I, I mean, I think they should have had her be the rammer the hyperspace you know shut up <laughs> oh in the ship in the ship i thought you were talking about those fucking beat up star guys oh, <laughs> into the... no you're right i'm sorry that, 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 that was good yeah if if she was the one to As, yeah, the ship because laura take... duran is still alive and looks great with purple hair yes yeah but i think <laughs> she was the wrong flattering cat. dress though? she was cast wrong i yeah, think she was cast that wrong. was not I a think good role yeah, for her pretty good actress and all yeah, but yeah she is a great she's actress. got this like little thing and she it's like oh i'm just yeah you. i i'm a vice admiral and everyone <laughs> should just listen to me we're gonna um we're gonna evacuate the ships and i know you're gonna there's a mutiny that's just wrong i don't i like that fly boy he's kind of crazy but uh, i mean it's like Really? Wow. Yeah. Come Your on. Your Laura Dern impression is I believe spot that was every line in the wow. movie for her. Yeah. That like, was her whole bit. Uh, I just don't think she should. For, you know, for someone who didn't like her, you memorized all of her dialogue. 
<laughs> they could have, I think, put someone else in there. Yeah, that was a, a weird, more ca- grizzled. weird casting choice. I agree. Mm-hmm. But not terrible. But yet, when Carrie Fisher flew out into space... And then she just, like, all of a sudden opens her eyes and, like, floats back to the ship. I'm like, come on. You can't do that in space. Your body would, like, That's not how that works. I'm like, oh, she's got a special ring that they never explain. No, she has the Force. Okay. She's a Skywalker. I realize it's the Force now, but when they shot the scene, they zoomed in on her ring, and then she went like this. Oh. Yeah, I think it's just because... Maybe she just happened to be wearing jewelry. All right. Which was crazy. (laughs) I just got to say that the island that Luke was on... They kept coming at it from an angle, right? There's a helicopter. They're flying to show the island. It looked like a shoe. <laughs> it is the shape shoe of a island. shoe. I know. It was a shoe island. And it wasn't the only one. The most once. difficult place like to find in the galaxy. The... <laughs> or what he got unfindable? Yeah, great word. There was an old man who lived on a shoe. <laughs> And the fish people that take care of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, the milking? That ugly thing with the four giant tits that he just, like, he takes a swig of this green Uh. milk and he's like, Well, they, I watched a thing explaining the milk stuff because he's been drinking blue milk since he was a little kid. It's been in all the Star Wars movies. They've mentioned the different colored milk. That's fine. That wasn't my issue. It's a gross scene. I'm (laughs) with you. That thing was ugly. Yeah. But I did like those little birds that became Chewbacca's like, best friend. Yeah. Porg. What? Porgs. How do you know they're called Porgs? I've watched he a lot of interviews it. and stuff on this. Oh. Yeah. And so are, the, porgs, are Porgs a thing on the on the interspheres? Yeah. They're like the new alien race. I thought Chewie alien and his pet bird was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> was I feel like if they didn't introduce something that Chewie wouldn't have had something to respond He had literally to. nothing to do but make a bird friend. Yeah. That movie. Yeah. And then kick some ass in the Millennium Falcon like he does. Did he kick some ass in the At the Falcon? end, he was the one that took the TIE fighters away so that those little okay. speeders could kind of be Because no one else could have done that. Uh, they didn't have any ships. Uh. <laughs> You're just not thinking about this practically. If you were a rebel leader, it, I mean, uh, I feel all like be clear. The battle the that side. Kylo and Rey had for Luke's lightsaber was really cool and symbolic. They're both struggling yeah. using the Force to try to get the lightsaber to mm. either kill each other or whatever. Which is another thing, because they either one of them could have just taken a step forward and grabbed Well, the Force is like, <laughs> it's oh, like a bubble. It's a big bubble force. It's, a, it it's pushing you, you know, you can't. Fucking nerds. Okay, keep going. I just thought it was a cool symbolic scene, because they each they cool. each feel like they have a right to this. You exactly. Know? It was actually Anakin's lightsaber. Yeah, initially. Yeah, and then Luke's, down. and then given to Ben because he is the student. But no, no, it wasn't given to Ben because Ben he felt used like... used it to kill him. Yeah. But Ben wanted it because he wanted to be the next Darth Vader. Right. It was kind of a relic that really he cherished. But Ray Ray's owned Darth... it. Yeah. She, she got it from that googly eye lady. Yeah. Who had Googly. a great little cameo in that awesome weird cameo? Moz, Moz was her name, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of. She'll she'll come just back. All in the of next a sudden, a random video like, "Go to this island, find the code breaker. He's the only one that can I help know. you. Gotta go." And then there's I'm two like, code filming, breakers. Who's filming her? Yeah. While she's that's a very good her. point, right? <laughs> oh, she's got a little pod thing. Don't ask so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> it Isn't that something that some fanatic would say? Stop asking so many questions. You're ruining my life. It sounds like a cult when You're you say welcome. it. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It, does. it does. I think the point of this podcast is we try to ruin each other's favorite <laughs> films. <laughs> we try to real- make each other realize yeah. that we're stupid. Ice Cream Man. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. You'll never turn me away. 
<laughs> I can't even believe this. We're even having conversations that Ice Cream Man yeah. and Star Wars are in the same. They're about the same. Nope. <laughs> you take that back. Well, one of the things that I want to say before we wrap this up is that I thought that the connection between Rey and Kylo was interesting. But I want to talk about how it kind of symbolizes a balance in the Force. The reason that it's called The Last Jedi is because in the truest sense of the form, The Last Jedi is Luke Skywalker, right? Because he got ma- thank you very much. there's two others in the making. Right. <laughs> but Kylo is no longer a Jedi. He's a Sith. So he was the last Jedi because even though yeah, Rey, okay. Rey has some force powers, she's not trained as a Jedi. Jedi is a religion and it's a way to practice, right? So one of the things that is cool about that is the balance of the force, which they talk about. If you think of it as the line which they describe, so much of it is being pulled toward him as somebody who can manipulate this. Right? So Ray is the other natural talent. So there's really just like two people on this spectrum that are obtaining this positive force power, right? And then on the other side, the dark side, right, we have Snook, who's like taking up the entire half of this pie, and then Kylo, who's taking up the other big portion. Now, when Kylo kills Snook, he obtains more of that power, right? Because the line, it has to get distributed somehow. So I feel like it really helps set the balance. And that is why, in my opinion, Luke decides to allow the distribution to go more towards Rey to put them more on an equal scale. It's always about balance. Yeah. The circle of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Elton John's involved in the next, oh, he the next uh, be. Star Wars. He could play the lady with the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Well... Is there anything else you guys would like to say about it? Absolutely not. I the Force no- I have nothing left to say. was mediocre with this one, but stronger than not strong. Beautifully said. Thank you. Well, it's been real. It's been space horrific. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been, been terrible. terrible. <laughs> uh, so our email is it's terrible move your views at gmail.com. Send us something. Anything, please. <laughs> We're on Twitter at It's Terrible 2017. Facebook, It's Terrible Movie Reviews. And then, of course, on Instagram, It's Terrible Movie Reviews. Or you can just send us a force message. I'm picking something <laughs> up. Wait, wait, I'm picking something up. I... <laughs> Damn, girl. <laughs>